This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Because it's not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. I was thrilled to host a screening at Bedminster of the important new film, Sound of Freedom, about the power of faith in overcoming evil, and in particular, the evil of child trafficking. Big problem. We had it down to the lowest number in many years, just four years ago, and now it's gone through the roof. Even though the fake news media has tried to ignore it, Sound of Freedom has been a national sensation and a colossal success at the box office. Really big numbers. Everyone should see it. This is a very important film and very important movie, and it's a very important documentary all wrapped up in one. It's really about an issue that has to be discussed. Under my leadership, we did more than any administration in history to combat human trafficking and to end modern-day slavery. In one of my first acts in office, I signed an executive order targeting transnational criminal organizations that traffic and exploit innocent people. I signed the Frederick Douglass Trafficking Victims Prevention and Protection Reauthorization Act, authorizing $430 million to fight sex and labor trafficking. I signed legislation to crack down on foreign countries who are not meeting standards for eliminating trafficking, of which there are many. I also signed into law the Abolish Human Trafficking Act, which strengthened in programs supporting survivors and provided more resources for ending modern slavery. We do have modern slavery, if you can believe it. Additionally, I created the first ever White House position focused solely on combating human trafficking. And perhaps most importantly, we created the most secure border in U.S. history by far, dealing a major blow to the cartels and traffickers. We built hundreds of miles of wall. We renovated hundreds of miles of wall. We never had anything like it. And then I got Mexico free of charge to give us 28,000 soldiers to protect us from people coming into our country illegally. When I am back in the White House, I will immediately end the Biden border nightmare that traffickers are using to exploit vulnerable women and children. We will fully secure the border. I will wage war on the cartels just as I destroyed the ISIS caliphate, 100 percent gone, 100 percent destroyed. Destroyed. They'll come back now because we have a weak administration. I will use Title 42 to end the child trafficking crisis by returning all trafficked children to their families in their home countries and without delay. And I will urge Congress to ensure that anyone caught trafficking children across our border receives the death penalty immediately. And that includes also for women, because women, as you know, are number one in trafficking. Children are actually number two. 
I want to thank Eduardo, Jim, Tim Ballard, and everyone else involved in this film for their incredible efforts and their great genius. Together, we will end the scourge of human trafficking, and we will defend the dignity of human life. Thank you very much. It's Saturday, 22 July, Year of Alert 2023. We've got a lot to get through today. Um, but right there, as we played last night, monumental development coming out of the Bedminster screening and the um, uh, President Trump's great efforts in this death to the traffickers, right? Death penalty for traffickers. Other huge developments will be coming out of this, but I wanted to start the show off on something monumental because of this audience, because you made Sound of Freedom a massive hit. Because of you, you've made it into a movement. It's just absolutely incredible. And um, people can't thank you enough, and these children can't thank you enough. Sound of Freedom, go to, um, uh, what is it, uh, angel.com, angel.com slash war room to get your tickets for the weekend. Let's make it, let's have it top, what is it, Oppenheimer and Barbie and uh, Mission Impossible. I already beat Mission Impossible during the weekdays here, so it's just incredible. Sound of Freedom. As President Trump says, death to the traffickers. Okay, we've got a lot to get to. I've got a Ben Harnwell and Dave Brat. We're going to be talking about the currency, the road to Durban, also Ukraine. But I want to first, let's play. Do I have President Trump? Before I bring in Brat and, uh, and um, Brother Harnwell, let's play President Trump from the other day. And we have a corrupt, compromised president, crooked Joe Biden, who is dragging us into World War III. And that's what's happening on behalf of a nation that paid his family millions and millions of dollars in obvious bribes. All you have to do is take a look at how much China, how much Ukraine have paid the Biden family. It's a total disgrace and a very dangerous one. Under these circumstances, the notion that we would even consider admitting Ukraine into NATO at this time is completely unhinged. Joe Biden can't even walk up a flight of stairs on Air Force One and he can't put two sentences together. The last thing that this incompetent administration should be doing is risking war with a nuclear-armed Russia or China or other countries. We have somebody that doesn't have a clue representing us. Let's bring in Harnwell and Brad. Uh, Dave, Brad, I want to start with you. And I want to go back your theory of the case. We're going to talk about the road to Durban. We're going to talk about capital markets, the economy, and particularly the U.S. dollar, a currency. But I want you to walk through what has led, sir, to the demise of all the previous, I think, five or six nations in modern times. And in modern times, I would say go back five or six hundred years of yep. uh, the empires that have had the prime reserve currency. What, what, t- walk me through before I bring Ben in, what has brought each one of them down? Yeah, well, it's interesting. Uh, this thing, uh, you shot me the article by Krugman, and Krugman says nothing to see here on this global reserve currency. And, you know, he's a Nobel laureate in economics uh, proper, right? So the uh, the Krugman types are, you know, they got big craniums. They're good at math puzzles. They're good at working puzzles. Uh, but the problem with the genius types is that sometimes they uh, might make the wrong puzzle. Right. They may be in the wrong room. And that's the case with Krugman. So he's talking about the reserve currency and the end of the reserve currency. And he's linking it to just the use of currency. He's got a few charts uh, that look strong that we can go over uh, in detail. But just in brief, he misses 
the major issues, why, why would you lose your currency, right? Why would you lose your status as a global reserve currency? Uh, that takes a lot uh, to lose. And it, it has to do with a lot of variables we're going to talk through. Trust, uh, the amount of debt your country's in, the credibility of your uh, economy, the productivity, which gets underplayed. Productivity is hugely important. Uh, it's been down for 40 years. Uh, but all that aside, there's one thing that always comes into play for all five regimes in a row, starting at 1500, starting with Spain and then Portugal and then the Netherlands, right? The great shipping economy. Uh, and then the French uh, lost uh, through the uh, French Revolution and UK, UK, Britain wins World War I, World War II doesn't matter. They still lost their reserve currency. And of course, the thing that unites all those countries and their loss of reserve currency status is war. And so probably very complex stories uh, when you get down into all of it. Uh, but uh, going over the news of the day, the show uh, this week covering Ukraine, uh, U.S. squandering precious uh, resources, Ukrainian young people in the charnel house dying, young Christians uh, for what? What's our strategic plan, et cetera? Uh, who knows? It hasn't been spelled out for us at all, but it's a sign of but, but, U.S. But, but, arrogance. But, but, yeah. but hang, hang on. When you t say war, it's it's where they yeah. were in broader than just the territorial yeah. wars that they had fought. They, they, they got into yeah. expanded empire type clashes where they got spread yeah. too thin. They then had to, yeah. um, you know, their currency got debased, the debasement of the currency. Next thing you know. They're weakened in their core productivity of what they do yep. best, and the empire starts to fall. And the leading indicator of the fall of the empire is the currency. Correct? Isn't that yep. the, isn't that the historical process they go through? Yeah, no, that's right. And uh, you know, it, it's in in all cases, uh, you know, the UK had an empire spanning the the globe, uh, and. It, it, People in countries tend to get sloppy, right? The, the, when the wealth isn't produced the real way with a real economy, uh, which is something else, uh, you know, that's the, that's a, a major thesis of the program of the war room. When you lose track of the real economy, and we're, we're just dealing with all these, you know, stimulus dollars, nine trillion on the Federal Reserve balance sheet, fifteen trillion in federal spending, four trillion in stimulus, uh, just in the next two years. Iced, put in, cemented in by the Republicans, uh, of all people, uh, it, it, it's 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 very illustrative that we are losing our mind. We, we're paying for wars now instead of debt. We're 50 trillion in debt. The rest of the world now knows we're not going to pay that debt off, right? They know that we got five percent interest payments. We can't even pay the interest payments uh, coming up in a few years. It's going to be very rough sales. And then Krugman abstracts and just covers the economics. Uh, but there's there's two other elements of these bricks, right? And we'll get into all this in, in more detail, too. But just as yeah. an overview, these BRICS countries, uh, China, Russia, India in particular, if, they, if they're in on this thing, that spells trouble. Uh, but they're back in two things. They're putting two things together that are very scary. Uh, one is a gold-based economy or, or, or silver or whatever, but a, a commodity-based economy. They're, they're talking gold. But then secondly, tying that to blockchain, right, which uh, it keeps the, the uh, information uh, private, very secret. No one can get at it. But it also provides a perfect record and trail of all your financial transactions. 
So very, yeah. very powerful uh, combination of gold and well, then blockchain, uh, and that yeah. that bypasses they're, they're doing the credibility the, yeah. part. Well, they're they're also doing blockchain because they get off the SWIFT system. Remember, they got to get off the right. currency, so we yeah. can't weaponize it like we did against Russia. And they got to get off the right. SWIFT system. Hang on for right there, because I want to yeah. before I get into the details of breaking down the currency and the capital markets aspect yeah. of this, I want to bring in Ben Harnwell. So Ben, this it, my argument is this is a metastasizing regional conflict that's quite rapidly becoming a, uh, a, a a broader regional and will hence become a global war. You saw the Russians took out the uh, the grain facilities in Odessa this week that are going to cause uh, massive uh, disruptions in the Middle East, Africa, and India as far as uh, the food security goes. Uh, your thoughts? Morning, Steve. Bo uh, morning, Dean Pratt. Yeah, well, you, you know, the... Um the, the situation here, I mean, following the, the, the bombing, I think it's gone on for four days now, of Odessa, uh, is illustrative, I think, of President Putin's absolute determination that the embargo that he'd imposed before the UN brokered uh, grain deal, that will return, and that will be a full embargo on, on that grain, just as it was before, um, and that will create massive damage, not only, of course, to the Ukrainian domestic economy, which was very much dependent on, on the funds raised by the export of that grain, but it will also damage the rest of the world too. So I think this shows that far from a creaking regime um, on its last legs, riven by the potential threat of civil war, the, the, the Russian state right now is, is powerful and is solidifying its power. Uh, ben, hang on for one second. We're going to take a short commercial break. Uh, we're going to come back. Ben is going to give us some um, ideas about this massive election tomorrow in Spain, national election. And you're see, seeing the rise of the MAGA party, the populist party there, Vox. Uh, and then we're going to get back to the de-dollarization, the road to um, Durban, the road to Durban and the Durban Accords, which is going to have a massive impact on the United States economy. Short commercial break, talking capital markets, currency. And geopolitics, Ben Harnwell from Rome, Dave Bratt, the vice provost down at Liberty University. Short commercial break, back in a moment. It's all started, everything's begun, and you are over. Because we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait 
or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, birchgold.com slash Bannon. We have the summary of the road to Durban and the new, what, Durban Pact, Durban Accords that's going to come out. The BRICS nations are going to have a gold-backed security to try to compete with the United States. We're going to get an accruement. We're not saying it's going to compete with the dollar day one, but the first time that you've seen active de-dollarization driven by the Chinese Communist Party. And I don't want to repeat, I don't believe it will be convertible into gold because they can't do that, but somehow it's going to be gold-backed. We're going to help figure that all out. Ben Harnwell, uh, anything else on Ukraine? Because I want to get to Vox, the rise of Vox, the, the ultra-maga party, which we've known and, 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 uh, and have loved for years. They've been dismissed. But like alternative for Deutschland, they are starting to rise, and they're going to be the key component tomorrow to put together, I think, a coalition government on the right. Um, any more thoughts on Ukraine before we go to the populist politics on the continent, sir? Well, the only thought I have, if we're going to stick on Ukraine for 30 seconds, is the, is the, actu- is the, is the actual um, sh- shellacking of Odessa, um, which was a curious thing for Putin to do. He didn't need to carpet bomb the port for three or four days beforehand to, to affect a, a very, um, a very um, impermeable um, um, trade blockage. Um, so why has he done this? In fact, you remember, Steve, that six months ago, we were talking about the possibility of him moving all the way down from the Donbass across the south um, in, in the southwesterly direction over to Moldova and just taking that, that whole land bridge across, taking the whole of the southern coast over and leaving, you know, once he solidified his his, um, his presence in the Donbass, once he'd taken that land bridge, just give the rump of the country back to Zelensky and then, uh, and then negotiate on maintaining that. Why would he damage, why would he hit so hard um, Ukraine's largest port if he had the intentions of, of eventually taking it over and using it for himself? The only suggestion I have, and I did mention this a few days ago on the show, Steve, is that it seems to me that he has sacrificed the potential utility of Odessa for, for his own use um, in order to draw troops ever further southwards down to its southernmost border, his, its coastal border with the Black Sea. Um, and therefore, inevitably, Steve, to draw troops down from, um, from the north of the country down to the south. And in fact, that's exactly what Zelensky said he was going to do. He said he was going to reinforce all the ports on the... Um, on the um, on the south coast there, uh, and that only feeds into something I think that we were discussing yesterday on the show and elsewhere in the week, 
that the maneuvers behind the, the, the presence of the Wagner troops in Belarus with the Belarusians, I think, is a fact that we cannot afford to take our eyes from. Uh, Zelensky is ever more vulnerable up on his northernmost border. And, of course, um, Poland raised a, a thousand troops uh, in order to, to solidify, to fortify its, um, its eastern border with Belarus. Um, because these uh, training exercise missions, these joint training exercise missions between Wagner and Belarus are taking, an taking place in a town called Brest, which is admittedly three miles away from Poland, but less than 30 miles away, Steve, from the Ukrainian border. So more, more, more evidence that there is something going on there, Steve, and I cannot underline enough that we should keep our eyes on that. Uh, as much as the mainstream media tries to 100%. distract us from that. Because okay. when, now, when no, we get to Brett, you find out, you find out the overextension. By the way, the, the uh, National Defense Authorization Act is going to be back, I think, from the Senate next week. It's going to have hundreds of billions of dollars in there for Ukraine. They're going to want a supplemental. This is a fight we have to win because this Ukraine is not just draining our military. It's draining our treasury, which we're broke anyway. Uh, Spain and Vox. Steve, before I get on to, to Spain, I, I just want to um, cover the events from Thursday in the UK. We had three, uh, what we call in the UK, by-elections. In the States, they're called special elections. Three uh, parliamentary resignations. Um, these were three safe Tory seats. Um, and the Tory party lost. Um, one seat had a majority of, of uh, 20,000. That was overturned by, by Labour. A seat with a majority of 19,000 was overturned by the Liberal Democrats. And Boris Johnson's own seat, because he quit Parliament, that was taken down. That was only won by the Tories. It's kept on by the Tories after they'd had a recount by 495 votes. So it was, they kept that seat by the skin of the teeth. I, I consider that it's a numerical... It isn't, they have maintained that seat numerically. Emotionally, Steve, morally, psychologically, I would say they lost all three uh, in reality. And that is absolutely crucial, I think, because by-elections in the UK are much like in the United States. They are barometers of uh, satisfaction or more usually dissatisfaction with the government. Rishi Sunak is in trouble, right? He's in big, big trouble. And this is how my pivot... On, onto Spain, because it's the same thing. It's the same thing going on in the States, in Spain, in the UK, wherever uh, we're, we're looking at centre-right political parties, they have at their heels either movements within them or, or if they're basically two-party systems, first-past-the-post two-party systems, or if it's proportional representation, they have breakaway movements um, Founded by dis effectively disaffected members of the centre-right party that are that are re-establishing and, and redefining what it means to be of the right in the 21st century, and this is what's happening in Spain. There's a new political party. It's about 10 years old. It's called Vox, which is Latin for voice. And whilst it is not set to win the elections, the general elections in Spain tomorrow. Um, it is going to most probably be kingmaker. Um, firstly, I'll just give a very quick uh, background on, on what the situation is um, tomorrow. So the lower chamber, 350 seats, they're all up for grabs. And in the Senate, uh, there are 208 of 265 seats. 
um, that are up for grabs. Now, the, 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 the polling of about three or four days ago by Reuters put uh, the, the Popular Party, which is the, the centre-right uh, party, be like the, the equivalent of the Tories or the Republicans, that's due to get 170 uh, seats, not obviously an outright majority. And Vox are, are set to get about 35. Yeah. That will but, give them a majority. Please go ahead. I just want to make sure this ties to what Michael Yan. Remember, we had Michael Yan in Morocco, I think about six months ago, on the other side of uh, of of Spain from from this immigration, this invasion of their country. This ties directly to what we're seeing out of Ben Burkwam, whether it's Del Rio, Texas, Yuma, Arizona. The issue driving it. There's many many things about the economy, but one Vox is a. Just like Nigel Farage has become with with his new kind of version of Brexit party and also in France with the Front National. This a lot of this is about invasion of their country and immigration. Is it not Ben Harnwell? Steve, it's 100 percent. It's the same issues. Specifically in Spain, there's a very anti-woke element of the of uh, Vox's agenda, it wants to introduce uh, a family ministry to promote to the traditional family. It wants to roll back access to abortion. It wants to roll back the LGBT uh, excesses. Um, basically, it wants to protect the country back to where it was 20 years ago, and that is already just getting earning for itself the epithet of being the most far right political party. Uh, to achieve parliamentary presence since the, since the death of Franco in, in 75. And it's just an ordinary mainstream. It's where the centre-right was, as I say, 20 years ago. And it is already being described in the most hysterical um, language. Steve, your point is absolutely essential here. You know, when you gave um, your speech um, a, a couple of days ago, you made a very important point, and that's directly related to what we're seeing here in Europe. You basically drew a very strong distinction between what you call Fox Republicans and MAGA Republicans. Basically, the Fox Republicans are... They're not even Republicans, really. They're just going along part of the, the emotional heritage without the actual bite that, that, that has animated the Republican Party for so long. It's the same thing, as you mentioned, with Nigel Farage in the UK and the same thing with Santiago Abascal in, in Spain. This is a movement which is where, uh, you know, half of the country is. Crucially, Steve, the Popular Party, the Spanish Popular Party, the centre-right party, the Christian Democrat Party, is a centre-right, it's Christian Democrat in all but name. Wherever you look at conventional centre-right political parties around the world, uh, after 20 or 30 years or 50 years, 60 years of its ex existence, they are no longer that. What's in the tin is not what's on the, on the label. These are globalist ciphers, and the country yes. is rejecting so them. The country, the country is, wherever you look, Steve, people are rejecting them. And they're not just rejecting them sort of amb you know, ambivalently, you know, I, I might vote MAGO, I might vote Trump. I might vote Santiago Abascal. I might vote Le Pen. I don't really know. I might vote Nigel Farage. It's not that. There is an energy and a passion because people are awake and they are they are they, right down to the core, to, to the marrow in their bones. They know they have been lied to by a corrupt and out-of-touch set of sociopaths who have robbed them blind, and they're not putting it up with it anymore. And this is what we're seeing, Steve, what we're going to see tomorrow, Sunday, in Spain. Okay. 
Uh, real quickly, your social media, Ben, will let you go, and you'll be back on Monday to give us the update on this uh, populist revolt in Spain. Yes, of course I will see. Thank you so much. My platform of choice is Getter, and I'm there. You just need to tap in my surname, Harnwell, at Harnwell, and that's where I am uniquely putting out my thoughts, analysis, and observations. Uh, ben, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. Great work. I'll have you back here Monday. Now, many of the bad guys are also revolting against the fiat currency of the United States of America that has taken their purchasing power down almost 20 percent since the Biden regime has taken office. Dave Brett, next in the war room. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens better health promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. This is a global revolt against the, uh, the neo-Marxist establishment, whether that's in France, whether it's in Spain, whether it's in Brussels or Davos or London, or in uh, the nation's, or the imperial capital of Washington, D.C., and particularly the global financial capital of New York City, even our enemies. The revolt of the populist right is very much what's happening with BRICS. Remember, many of these people are our enemies. India is not. Brazil is not. Lula is, but Brazil is not. And the Chinese people aren't, and the Russian people aren't either. The leaders are. But we're not leaving them a choice. If there's one thing you can take away from the end of the dollar empire, and one thing, you go to birchgold.com slash banner right now to get the summary, the pricey, as we call it, the cheat sheet, because we're 30 days away from Durban. This is our actions. This is the elites in our country the Republicans and the Democrats that have done this. First, they did it to you, and the rest of the world said, hey, they're doing it to their own citizens. They're destroying their purchasing power and giving them this, this, this paper fiat currency, which they continue to devalue. If they're prepared to do it for them, who supposedly got to vote them in office, what are they going to do to us? Dave Brat, uh, Krugman says that Brat and Bannon are just have their hair on fire, and this is nothing to worry about. I'm going to turn it over to you. Because you're the economist, I'm just the, I'm just the, I, w- I went to the business school and just yell and scream. 
you're my reasoned moral philosopher, sir. Take it. Yeah, I'll give it my best. You do a pretty good job with Navarro, the competing Harvard schools. Uh, but uh, Harnwell just laid it out very well, too, right? That, that geopolitical uh, framework we're talking about. What I'm about ready to get into is probably best summarized by Paul Kennedy, right? The Rise and Fall of Great Powers, his great book. Uh, his thesis is uh, the ascendancy of the great powers is relative, right? So what I'm about ready to say, it, you know, it, it, it's not like I'm running some regression and once you hit a certain number, I, you're I just, in trouble. But, but yeah, I, I yeah. really, and let me just jump in here. Paul Kennedy's book, I think Professor Yale yeah. came out in, I think, the second term of Reagan, and even then it was a warning to, as the, as you could yeah. see, the collapse of the Soviet Union and yeah. sort of, you know, quote, unquote, the end of history is upon us. What he yep. warned is that the extension of empire militarily and economically eventually comes back and destroys all these empires. That happened in the late 80s. This book was a seminal work that everybody had to yep. read back then, Dave yep. Brett. Yeah, and still is. And it, uh, it stands uh, to this day as a, as a lesson on uh, why we are where we are. And, and the, the reason is it has to do with uh, economic durability. Uh, overextension of resources, like you just said. And the key word, again, is productivity. And in this case, the reason you're seeing the rise of global tensions, and I hate to sound like Marx, uh, but it has to do with economic growth. It's kind of cooked globally, right? We're, we're, we're going into probably a global recession, very slow growth rates. Wall Street Journal has the lost decade of China today. Uh, major story. Everybody ought to read that one. And the United States, you know, has dwindled, you know, from Reagan, uh, five, six percent economic growth down to one, two percent and productivity. Same thing. It used to be four or five percent. Now we're down to one or two percent. And the government productivity, of course, is uh, zero to uh, zero point five. Very low. So that's the that's the context. Now, relatively speaking, uh, some regions are growing, right? Asia is growing. We're going to talk about India, the Middle East, and the U.S. has lost its productivity. Uh, so the rise of these BRICS countries are a question. Krugman just lays out uh, the basic economic case, just looking at economic variables the way he chooses to define them. Uh, and it's and it is the he kind of rigs the deck a little bit. If uh, Denver wants to put up the first graph, uh, we can talk over that one. Uh, Krugman puts up a measure of just total currency usage, right? So that's not really all reserve currency and U.S. treasuries and what other countries are holding, you know, for bad times or for their trade accounts. So he puts up a thing and the U.S. looks strong in this uh, case and the euro uh, and the yen is certainly not any threat. So in a nutshell, that's the case he makes. Uh, and then the next chart, uh, Denver, I, I just want to go into a little bit of the complexities here to show this story is not simple. Uh, in 71, we, we, the United States, gave up the, the gold standard, right? So everyone says, well, that's a disaster, and it was. In terms of a standard uh, of measure for a currency, uh, we had real money, now we do not have real money, right? We have what's called fiat currency. I think 2.6% 2, 2 of US dollar is tied to anything real uh, in, in the sense of you know gold, minerals, that kind of thing. So it's a true fiat currency. But I do want to point out in the context of the war room, uh, it's kind of interesting looking at this chart, U.S. trade balance, right, when we went off the dollar. 
uh, in 70s, 80s, and in 90s, it starts going down, running big deficits, and way to the far right, we're running big deficits. Why is that? That's because when the U.S. became the undisputed world reserve currency, uh, everybody demanded dollars for everything, right? You, you need dollars to invest in treasury bills. You need dollars for trade. Uh, you need dollars for everything. So everyone invests in uh, trade. That has the nice property of lowering, lowering interest rates for the United States, which are elites-like. Uh, but when you have a trade deficit, it makes it very hard for you to export uh, stuff. And so our manufacturers got hit. And so this graph, you know, when, when you get off the gold uh, standard, this also kind of, you know, explains uh, American laxity, getting lazy. Uh, we're not hustling. And this comes after the 60s and 70s. Education's not as serious anymore. Productivity's falling. Uh, the Federal Reserve has constructed, uh, managed decline with interest rate falling, falling, falling. And so I just want to give people uh, a little uh, balance that uh, I'm not telling a one-way story here. That that loss of manufacturing to China uh, is due to a lot. And the and the, but losing the uh, the gold standard, uh, I'm going to talk about just with respect to monetary policy. From that standpoint, it was a disaster. Uh, but it was hard to manage. It's not just that Nixon woke up someday and said, hey, we're going to get rid of this thing. There were huge global pressures on him uh, to sustain the, the price. That's the hard part. The gold uh, standard's not a debate at all. The hard part is what price, uh, how many dollars do you peg toward Hang an on. ounce of gold? Didn't, didn't, yep. Look, we're going to go back and do, in August, we're going to do the the August three day weekend that that changes the yep. direction of the country with the getting off the gold standard, but isn't yep. one of the things even if you think gold's an ancient you know from rel ancient times, yeah, didn't it at least tie politicians that they just couldn't continue yep. to print money? Isn't it isn't it in a handcuff? Yeah, and and what Nixon wanted, he didn't want to go against the domestic programs. We know yep. that he made a deal. Daniel Patrick Monahan was his guy. He didn't because. The Great Society, he never cut a penny. And the reason yep. he thought the liberals would stay off him, that was wrong. And he kept up the uh, – it was really the guns and butters policy of the uh, of the Johnson, uh, quote-unquote, Great Society. And that eventually broke us. We had the stagflation. Reagan came in and with Volcker and Suttler for a while. But by coming detached from the gold, from it being a convertible into gold, we basically yep. gave a credit card to an irresponsible political classer. You know, that's that's all right. And the same cycle goes right they, to, to raise money for World War One, two. They broke uh, the gold standard cycle. Then they had to get back on it because uh, they wanted what you just said, that price stability. Right. That's the major job of the Federal Reserve. And so I'm just hinting a little bit with that little extension there that uh, there are alternatives. Right. You can go to a Taylor rule. The problem, of course, is all of this has to be put through the politicians who want to print money to go to war. And it's it's no irony that right now, what are we doing? We're printing two trillion a year uh, to fund a war. Right. And this it, you couldn't have, have had a, a more perfect setup on the show uh, for this discussion. And so now let me move on. Now, Elon Musk uh, entered the fray and, and uh, versus Krugman and starts to use uh, the right language when it comes to your currency, he says we're using the currency, the U.S. dollar as a weapon. Right. Referring to the uh, sanctioning other countries, uh, ticking them off. And then other countries see that we're doing that to them. Uh, and and uh, and then that forms to the that helps form the BRICS alliance. Right. Of, of Brazil and Russia, India, China, South Africa and the road to Durban and the conversation you've been having for uh, years 
and especially in the last months is uh, we, we come up to that. And so uh, the uh, Elon Musk quotes uh, an economist, uh, Peter St. Ange, and he's got some numbers that differ from the Krugman graph, right? I'll just read off a couple. He has the dollar share of reserves, right, going from 73% in 2001 all the way down to uh, 47% uh, in 2020. So that's not uh, that's not staying even like Krugman. That's a significant decline, and uh, you know, kind of a one-off joke. You know, how do countries lose their power? How do you lose your currency uh, gradually at first, and then suddenly? And we want to we want to avoid the suddenly part, and that's related to war also, right? You're gradually at war like now, and then suddenly you're in World War Three. Uh, because you're no longer following uh, deterrence strategy. All of this stuff is related. And so the next chart shows the uh, some competition to Krugman's uh, data. This is from the Federal Reserve, right? So you, it's not really in question. And this is the BRICS. So here's the BRICS countries getting off the dollar uh, as defined by holdings of U.S. Treasuries. And you can see at the far right, just a straight down decline so here's the BRICS uh, sending us some warning signals. And it's not just the BRICS. It's the BRICS plus 20 countries. And as we said prior, the, the, all of this is relative. And with exchange rates and foreign exchange and reserves, it, it's a complex story. I'm not going to get into all that stuff. But it, it's all based on credibility. Uh, credibility, the faith in the currency, the faith in the U.S. dollar, uh, et cetera. We're giving the world uh, some major reasons to lose faith in our system. Right, the soap opera at the federal government in the White House over the past week, $50 trillion in debt. And if the BRICS and the 20 countries, if they move toward a gold standard of any sort, some sort of peg that gives price stability and they link it to blockchain, uh, which gives them uh, the ability to form instant credibility, right? No one's going to put their money in China right now, right? There's, that ain't going to happen. That's why, you know, Krugman's got that part of the story. No one's going to put their money in Russia. You're not going to park your money in Brazil. India, maybe I doubt it. Right. So the normal story doesn't hold anymore. If they get a gold standard with blockchain, they have instant credibility and a, a strong currency argument to make. And so now we'll get to the crux of the thesis uh, here. The next chart uh, just kind of. Yeah, yeah, Steve. Yeah. I tell you, hang on. I'm gonna hold through uh, commercial break. We're gonna take it to Good. the D block. Um, Good. I also want to give people a heads up. I'm gonna break this all down in my speeches at um, at Turning Point last weekend. Also with Caviezel and uh, uh, talks we've had with Caviezel uh, and Tim Ballard. Um, remember, President Trump came out yesterday afternoon. We talked about it on last night's show. Death to the human traffickers. This is a major component, as I said, was going to be. Uh, but this is all inextricably linked. This is why we continue to go back to the border, because the borders, the border is shows you we're losing our sovereignty. The continual printing of money shows you we're losing our currency. This is what a fourth turn is about. And this is not happening, not happening naturally. It doesn't have to happen. This is all because of the human agency of the regime that's in charge. They're destroying the southern border. They're destroying our sovereignty. They're destroying um, our families. They're destroying our culture. And they're destroying our currency. And the world's revolting against that. Even the people that hate us the most are saying, hey, 
We've had enough of this. Short commercial break. Dave Bratt's going to join us on the other side. Short break. Back in the warm in a moment. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Because we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when they're In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because EnviroCleanse, advanced mineral technology, goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness-causing cold and flu viruses, including COVID. EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy and flaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com. And use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor, plus fast, free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Dave Bratt, you're on a roll about Krugman and the de-dollarization. We're telling people this is important. It's not going to flip immediately, but this is the most organized they've ever been. Dave Bratt, take it away, sir. Yeah, okay. So, you know, I've, we've been sketching out the uh, the warm-up and uh, all the related variables. Uh, and how does Krugman really miss it? Uh, he's just looking at a small snapshot in time. Uh, if you're going to study the thing, look at the thing. So the thing we're studying right here and looking at is how do you lose your global reserve currency status? That's the research question. Krugman gets an F because he didn't answer the question and even explain what's involved. Uh, since 1500, uh, every country that's lost its global reserve currency uh, was the result of war. War was the final endpoint, uh, but as we've explained prior, uh, what does it mean? Why Why does war end it? Because you've already lost your economy. You've already lost your productivity, uh, your power to, to build an economic engine that can sustain your war footing, uh, which we have clearly lost right now. We have no resources to be wasting. And so here's just a chart that captures uh, the countries and the, the global reserve currency status over the past 500 years. Since 1500, at first it was Spain and then Portugal, and then the Dutch lost theirs due to war, and then the French Revolution, uh, and then the UK loses it uh, through World War One and World War Two, where they were successful. So it, we're not even talking about the success of war. We're talking Britain lost its productivity uh, and therefore lost its ability to, to have an economic engine to maintain its global empire. The U.S. 
uh, as you just said, we are at that point unless we get some good policy back that focuses on Americans making things again. Right now, we are not there. We'll cover that in another show. Denver wants to go to the next uh, the next chart, uh, which is a map, right? And uh, when you talk about war in the United States, you should not be talking about pronoun studies. Uh, you should not be talking about the Russia and Ukraine. You should be talking about this right here, right? This uh, Taiwan's location along the first island chain anchors a network of U.S. allies. And you can see on this graph, the next war, Taiwan is right in the middle of all of our friends. Uh, uh, Taiwan is in the middle, right? Thailand's over to the west, the Philippines, South Korea, Japan. That is the first island chain, and Taiwan is absolutely key. All resources should be pounding right here. You don't hear a word of it from our congressional leaders, from our Senate uh, foreign relations leaders. They're usually a little, little more serious. Uh, here and there, they'll mention it in the news. A war here, uh, Rand forecasted, would cost the U.S. 5 to 10 percent of our GDP, of our economy. The stock markets would be decimated and we'd be in a great depression. Uh, and just to give a little more context for the uh, for the Krugman, if uh, Denver wants to go down two more graphs, and I'll wrap up here with a dollar no more. Uh, this is a little bit dated. It's five to five to 10 years. Uh, but what this uh, global uh, graph chart shows is that this process of de-dollarization has been happening, uh, not in the form of BRICS or networks or countries, but through bilateral trade. Uh, here's our buddies right on, on this map, uh, Korea, Japan, Australia, uh, and then the Asian countries I just listed off doing bilateral trade with China, uh, for example, or with Russia, which means they are they're doing one country to one country trade using the yuan uh, or the renminbi, the Chinese currency. And so this uh, Krugman wants to tell a simple story. It's not simple. Uh, the rest of the world's getting very nervous with U.S. leadership uh, right now for good reason. Uh, we've told the Ukrainians we have your back. Uh, the young Christians are being slaughtered. Uh, no one's in favor of that war. And the best thing the United States State Department could do is get us out of that right now. That would help to stabilize uh, not only uh, and, humanity and global, but our and, economy and, yeah. and, and, get, our, and our China and get new strategy. leadership. Get new leadership should revolt in the House right now against McCarthy yes. and unwind that debt deal. They ought to do everything possible yep. appropriations. I got to yep. bounce. Dave Brat, amazing work. Right. Where do people go to get all these charts? Yeah, Brat Economics, they're all up there, and it's related to the broader story on the war room uh, over the past year. All of these things are interrelated, as Steve shows on a daily basis, and so uh, just honored to be on the program, Steve. Thanks very much. Fantastic. Krugman has uh, been beat up this morning. Hold, hold Dave Brat's beer. Dave Brat, thank you. Thank you for taking time away today to join us. Appreciate it. Um. In the next hour, we're going to come back. I want to break down my speech at um, Turning Point. And for those of you who didn't see it, for those of you that have seen it, we're going to break it down. Also talk about this uh, monumental movement President Trump has made now. Death to the, um, to the sex traffickers, death penalty for the human traffickers. I actually want to take it up a notch. I think it would be death to the pedophiles. 
if you're a convicted pedophile, if you've done something to small children to destroy them, that, that ought to be a capital crime also. But we'll talk about that more in the second hour of the show. MyPillow.com, promo code WARM, the 20th anniversary. Mike Lindell gave as good as he got over the Tim Pool channel uh, yesterday. I want to make sure you support the great American manufacturing company. You've seen them up on the deck plates up there in Minnesota holding up their pillows, all the employees of every ethnicity, race, and religion. MyPillow.com, promo code WARM, the 20th anniversary pillow. For nineteen ninety eight. you get a queen size. Kick it up another 10 bucks, you get a king size. It's the revolutionary pillow that made that company, the MyPillow 2.0. You get a spe- it's got a special for the 20th anniversary. Of course, Mike Lindell has been flying around the country trying to set things right to make sure we have game day voting with paper ballots. God bless him if he can pull it off. Great debate yesterday. Okay, we're going to take a very short commercial break. We're going to be back here in, I think, 90 seconds, 120 seconds, a minute and a half or two minutes. We're going to be right back here with the War Room. Also, make sure we cannot have you, ladies and gentlemen, get crossways with the uh, the cyber, the cyber criminals. HomeTitleLock.com. Go right now. Check it out. Make sure that no one, no state actor like Russia or the, uh, the KGB or the CCP, and no criminal organization like the KGB and the CCP and people who work with them can get into your home title, take out a second mortgage, and leave you facing a hard money lender who's going to say, hey, tough break for a swell girl or guy, and you owe me the money. Go check it out today. Home title lock. 120 seconds. We'll be back in the war room. Just a moment. For war veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 thousand Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. 
A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 